Morgan, Russell Grady killed your son, and you killed Grady. You've had your revenge. When they murdered William, they murdered his future, his heirs, all that would have come from him. They made it like he never was. So now I return the favor. The best of each generation dies. Are you out of your mind, Morgan? One person's death may be justice, maybe. But not this. This is wrong. For years, I wondered why I was immortal. Why I lived and William died. This is why. I'm a big boy, okay? I can handle this myself. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. I like that you gave that a kind of Borat reading. You're like, I can handle this myself. Oh, <laughs> I guess it, so, huh? I, I, I'll take it. I enjoy this. But uh, as a pair of big boys, are, are you excited about this week's episode? I was excited. I mean, this, all right. <laughs> Full disclosure, like last week's episode, this is my this is this was my first watching of this episode. Unlike our first two, where we had seen them before, got terrified and and took a break and uh, yeah. you know did them again. Uh, so so I actually weirdly enough I remembered this episode what? not m- not many of the details of it, but I certainly remember like the last five minutes or so. Interesting. That is like it was seared into my brain somehow so that was interesting i was like ah this happens early interesting wow fascinating uh, and well i have a lot of thoughts on those last five minutes but we'll get there at the end i well, guess hey i got a lot of thoughts on basically every second of this show so stay tuned, everyone. <laughs> um and well, I'll, I'll just say it at the top so we can all tease me later uh you know we're trying to keep these episodes shorter than our normal normal offering uh uh, thoughts on every second doesn't sound short. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, oh, here, Kyle, we'll play a little game at the top of the show. Uh, oh, all right. Now, you know, uh, I. Uh, um, how many pages of notes do you think I took on this episode? Do you do you want to? Oh. The previous episode, oh, like, no. I took like forty-five pages on the previous. You took episode. forty. You said forty-five pages, which is about a page a minute. Yeah. I'm gonna. Which... I'm gonna hope. I'm gonna hope that you at least cut that in half, and this is. I'll say twenty pages. No, it's eleven. Yes, good job. 11 pages of notes. So that's not so I bad, mean, right? I took like three or four, so that's all right. And a, lot <laughs> yeah. of that's, a lot of that's hard returns, but. <laughs> Very good. All right, so uh, so we'll, we'll see how we, how we fare, uh, you know, as we move through this show. But we're trying, I I'm us. trying. Uh, I believe in you. We also, at, at the same time, we'll have fun talking about it. It'll, it'll be good. So it's all good. All right, uh, episode uh, three, season season one, the only season of Final of the Raven. Episode title is Bloodlines. The air date was October 10th, 1998. Uh, the director was the late and great Dennis Barry. Uh, he died um, last year on June 12th. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, uh, but yeah, very yes. sad. Um, 
He did 34 episodes of Highlander, the series. Uh, this is his first of six episodes of The Raven. Uh, so we'll see if we can spot some of his, like, you know, trademarks. I'm sure we will, right? <laughs> Undoubtedly. Six is a lot. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah, I mean, considering, I mean, how many uh, episodes are in this? 22, maybe? 23? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, I, it's, it's a... That's a hefty percentage. It is, right? His mark is all over this show. Uh, the writer of this was James Thorpe. Uh, he did eight episodes of Highlander uh, that we talked about last episode, uh, and this is his second of six Raven episodes. Uh, I believe back also he's back. like the story editor on the show, right, or story supervisor, something like that. Uh, I believe on the show. Does Does Jim Thorpe have a penchant for old bald assassins? I don't know. Is that <laughs> That's, a thing? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, another sure. one. Another one of these plots, huh? Huh, interesting. Huh. Go on. All right, so we got some guest stars. Uh, we got Hannes Janicki. Jan, Jan, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say this, this dude's name. Uh, as Bert Myers. Uh, this guy is in tons of German stuff. Uh, so I don't know if he was dubbed in this or if he's, I, I don't know. Uh, but like almost like 99% of his stuff is all like German uh, speaking roles uh, in Germany. So I, I'm not familiar with this actor, but he's in a lot. Um, this is his first of uh, what my notes say is 78 Raven episodes. So I think he just keeps doing it. I don't know if it's seven or eight, but we will see this guy again. And I'm like, oh, really? So this guy's part of the show now. Huh? Huh? huh. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Um, this episode also star guest stars Carolyn Dunn as Denise Grady. Uh, she was actually in Highlander before in Bless the Child as Nora Fontaine. Uh, she was in the flashback, like it was this like bootlegging flashback. I'll show a screenshot of her uh, where they're Duncan and her at like a New Year's Eve party. It's a, it's a strange like flashback in that episode. Oh, and he's like, and this is like the, this is uh, a brooding about the nature of immortality and having kids episode, right? Exactly, right. And so they talk about that. And so, yeah, they're like hidden out in this boot, like, like with all this like liquor and stuff behind them uh, for hours, I guess, or whatever it is. Um, so, as one does. As one does. So that's the deal. That's Nora Fontaine. So she's been in Highlander before. How about that? Um, she was also another <laughs> War of the Worlds alum. Uh with like Adrian Paul. I think that there's been a lot of people from that show uh, in this. They're all coming back. That's right. Uh, also guest starring uh, Cedric Smith as Morgan Kenworth. Uh, he was also in War he's of our, the he's our bald, uh, He's our bard. Bard. There it is. He's our bald assassin in That's this right. episode. Uh, War of the Worlds, uh, Forever Night. Uh, but most importantly- most of, You gotta <laughs> say the most important one. The most important one is he is the voice of Professor X in the X-Men, like, early 90s cartoon, uh, and a number of the other, like, kind of spin-off things from that. Uh, but is he coming back? Because they're they're relaunching that show on Disney+. Plus. Oh, that's right. Oh, so how I'm great curious if he will be back. I assume that means, because uh, we're talking about it, he isn't dead. But um, <laughs> That's right. I, I don't believe he is dead. <laughs> I believe him to, to be living. Right. And the whole time, all I could just picture is like the, the strained face of him, right. like putting his hands up and thinking really hard right. uh, the whole time, being like, the Shadow King overwhelms me. Right. Uh, and Wolverine's, of uh, course, been in Highlander twice, right? We think. We think he did the voice dubbing. So uh in the zone uh yeah. and then he came back in another episode and actually fought duncan uh as his cousin right um i forget his name yes. scott is it scott the, mcneil is that his name? i think that is scott mcneil though i'm trying to remember i don't believe that is the same wolverine i think that is a subsequent wolverine really 
Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. I will, that's not where we I can mean, get like, a whole bunch of another problem. You know, well, there's like a million different X-Men at this point versions and i want to say he does them in like uh like x-men evolution and like that era onward whereas uh i forget the name of the voice actor who does them in the og show that uh cedric would have been involved in but gotcha. anyway right. um oh and this Jeez. also guest stars alan van sprang um as william That's a great Kenworth, name. morgan's son um I guess notable. I actually, I haven't seen this show yet, which I, uh, sad to say, uh, but he's in eight episodes of Star Trek Discovery as Leland. Uh, so I don't know who that character is, but uh, if you watch Star Trek Discovery, you've probably seen this guy, uh, let me guess, eight times. So that's eight exciting, times. right? <laughs> um, he was also in the show The Tudors as Sir Francis Bryan, and he was in that bizarre show uh, Adventures Incorporated, uh, which we've talked about as well, uh, that yes. I believe was also produced by James Thorpe. Um, this episode has three wonderful IMDb descriptions. I'm going to read them all because I think How they're are all... there so many of these? Of like all, <laughs> like, of, of all the things, this. People want to put their stamp on the, the, you know, the summation of what these episodes were. So here's the first one. I guess. Let's hear it. <laughs> also, it'll be good to, to, to read these. So we, we had a brief overview quickly of what this, this stupid episode's about. All right. Uh, while on security detail, Nick prevents the assassination of a politician. That's that, it? Well, no, I, I just, I'm like, is that even true? I don't know if that's true. Yes. Wait, I mean, is, what, what's wrong about that? They're a politician. Well, all right. I guess we're going to get to that. Okay. They, they refer to her as being in Congress multiple times. She's in Congress? Yep. I thought she owns a media conglomerate. I think that that may or may not also be true. What? But they, they repeatedly reference her being an elected official. All right. Fuck. Whatever. I'm moving on. All right. He is forced to shoot the would-be killer, who then falls to his also death. Also not true, but anyway. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't, right? Who then falls to his death from atop a building. But when the assassin's body disappears, Nick su suspects that he is an immortal. He asks for Amanda's help in tracking him down, but Amanda's he hesitant to assist him as she was friends with the immortal Morgan Kenworth in, his, in a past life. In flashbacks to 1897 in New York, the son of Kenworth is murdered while he's speaking at a union rally. So there's our first description. Um, also, I, 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 also, I did not know that was a union rally, but fair that, enough. Uh, that was my guess. Like when I was taking notes, I was like, where is this? What are we doing? I was like, union rally, question mark, I, I guess. All right. Uh, I love this next one. This one, this one's right to the point and so wrong. <laughs> An immortal named <laughs> it's right, So it's right to the wrong point. <laughs> yeah. An immortal named Bert is trying to kill all of the heirs of a cop in 1897 who shot his son. Wolf ends up killing him. Oh, all right. There but his name go. isn't Bert. Wait, whose name isn't Bert? This immortal. Say that one more time. It says an immortal named Bert is like. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's wrong. His, his buddy's name is Bert. Bert, yeah. Um, when they revealed that, I laughed out loud. He was like, "All right, Bert." I was like, "His name is Bert." Uh, all right. For first, at first, I thought he called him Bird, and I was like, oh, "That's an interesting nickname." Right. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's Wolf Bert. and Bird. Right. We gotta keep Wolf this, this theme going. Keep the thing going. Uh, all the right, Wolf, and the last Bird, one is the Nick is Nick is working security detail for a media mogul, Denise Grady, when she is shot. Amanda is able to identify the shooter as an immortal named Morgan Kenworth, an older gentleman whose first reincarnation <laughs> reincarnation okay. was right. uh, uh, she was witnessed to 100 years ago while she was dating his stepson. 
It's I, it's not even a stepson. It's not a stepson. It's, it's a, a stepson. Son. That's not true. All right. <laughs> uh, she witnessed Morgan gain gain justice for his murdered it, child. Right. <laughs> what? Right. This is great. Yeah, I'm but, loving this one. Yeah. This is just because uh, it's like it's it's choosing a lot of like strong descriptors that yeah. just none of them quite fit like they're yeah. just they're like very close to being right but yep. they're like uh all right she witnessed knowledge. morgan gain justice for his for his murdered child stepchild uh when he shot the corrupt cop who killed him william grady but since she had met him last uh he had formed an unhealthy taste for revenge and went on to fulfill it by killing the best and brightest of each successive generation of Grady's, Denise being the latest. Nick is also tracking Morgan down through his stamp as a silver myth and finally corners him in a factory. Um, they <laughs> well, have a that, shootout. That stamp. Oh my God. They have a shootout and Kenworth is killed when Wolf brings down a sheet of glass that cuts off his head. Huh. That is the part I remembered so vividly. Yeah. I have the clear memory of Nick doing that and thinking, <laughs> even at the age of how old was I in 1998? Doesn't matter. Thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is, that makes no sense. Uh, but here we are. All right, here we are. We're starting the episode. So we're outside this like office complex, right? Like Nick has got a headset on. I'm like, whoa, what's 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 happening? Like, I'm like, is Nick working security now? I guess so. Yeah, he's uh, like a rent-a-cop or something. Yeah, right. And so he like talks to the studio. He's like, hey, like, is anybody checking out up there? And they the camera points to two different buildings, and there's like these glass alcoves coming out of the buildings, right? Like, yes, they're like a very pronounced architectural feature. Right. And that, I assume that, that's what he's talking about. Like, yeah, right. It's like, oh, like there's there's things. like <laughs> like you might call it like an observation deck or so. It's it's something yes. like that, right? Like it's it's a, a you can a, a panoramic view of the city. I'm sure you have it's from like, up there. It's like if you were at a Wendy's, that little solarium. That the solarium. Have. It's a Wendy's, a high-rise <laughs> Wendy's. Wendy's solarium. Yes. Do you think, anyway. I don't know what the Wendy's corporate building looks like, but I would hope that it would have a, a giant solarium on top, just yes. like that. As is tradition. <laughs> anyway, uh, so he points to these two things. He's like, hey, what about that shit? And the dude is like, fuck off, man. Like, I didn't tell you how to be a cop. Like, you know, don't slap the burgers out of whatever, right? Like that yeah. thing. And he's like, don't tell Which me how to do security. And it's like, okay. Uh, it's and then there's awkward... a shooter, but not there. Yeah, there on is the roof. in fact a shooter on the roof. Yeah. See, like, like, that's oh, did so anyone strange think to, to check the roof? Yeah, like... yeah. Why didn't the camera like focus on the roof instead? Like uh, also the security guy is like, we sweeped it an hour ago. And it's like, okay, an hour ago, like, Sure, whatever. She's coming uh, out now. <laughs> like, right, she's coming out now. Uh, just, who, just who knows, right? Like, I don't know what the it's hell's odd. going on. The, honestly, my, my main problem with this, because again, trying to focus more on the characters and things like that, <laughs> yeah. is our intro to this character, Bert, makes him bad. seem like he's is bad. Like, it makes it seem like he's kind of like an asshole. Yeah, but he's actually a stand-up dude. Like, he and Nick are genuinely friends. Like, see, he I don't looks believe out for. Mike, my, my like, notes was like, I, are, why are these guys friends? I was like, I don't think I like this guy. I don't know. I don't even know if well, he's a good guy. Like, I'm like, I think in the context of this episode, <laughs> he ends up being a good guy. He takes a bullet for someone. Spoiler He's so alert. lazy. He's so lazy. We're going to talk I about just, Bert more. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. We've got uh, I like, maybe seven, eight or 78 more episodes to talk about Bert. 
<laughs> well, anyway, anyway so, that's so this, Bert, this woman, she gets, she, yeah, she gets definitely. shot by this dude on the roof, right? Uh, yeah. So Nick is like, oh, fuck. And so he goes to run to like capture this guy. Also, he rips off his like headset. I'm like, why are yeah, you doing for some that? Reason. Why? Like, you might need like, those people to help you, right? Like, you, you can't just like, anyway, he runs up to the fucking roof. This guy is so slow. He hasn't left the roof. And Nick went like, up Nick the stairs. Nick made it all the way to the roof. And he hasn't left. The this room guy didn't yet. even put his like, gun down yet. Like the timeline, yeah. this this show is plagued by timeline issues constantly. It is the what curse. is time to an immortal? <laughs> yes, right. Uh, but anyway, this guy's even put down his gun yet, and Nick has had time to run to the building and he climbs the stairs to do this. Yikes! Um, so this guy then drops the gun, and I was immediately like, "What is up with?" Uh, thinking again of the last episode, where like. The assassins are all like weird nerds for some reason. All yeah, right. Not to mention Mario is like a weird character. I was like, again, with like the old man assassin on this roof. All right. What is going on? So this guy runs away. He then jumps up on a ledge for some reason. Like, I don't know why. And pulls out a handgun and Nick shoots him. He then, oh, this is like. Oh, wait, you want to watch it? We can watch time. it. Yeah, let's just, We just got to play this dummy. We love a dummy fall. It might as well be a two by four and a shirt. They like throw <laughs> two by four and a shirt. All right, here we go. Throw off the roof. Here we go. I love it. I love it. This is great. Oh, this is a treat. <laughs> I love that they show him hit. What? Look That's where that. the budget for this episode went. Smash. Um, yeah, right. I wonder if do you think, oh wow, looking at the looking at the like the quality of this footage, do we think do we think that actually is a stunt or do you think this is like a footage from something else they spliced in there? Huh? Who knows? I don't know. Um also I do want to point out while we're looking at this video, uh, I love that the 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 villain uh takes a tumble off a like shipping container into a wide shot of a dummy. Uh he's like, ah. Yeah. Where is it? There, there's our shipping container. Yeah, there's our, what looks like a shipping container. <laughs> right. And, and then and you're then on the roof. A, and then it's a roof. Um, but that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, we get it. We get it. Blip. Uh, Wonderful. All right. So then we so cut then it's to like nighttime. later. It's now it's nighttime. It, it, like, no, no, this, nighttime. This show, night and day, constant, the, the constant, amount of times <laughs> my, my notes between these two episodes say, and now it's nighttime? Question yep. mark. <laughs> like, yeah. And the body is still a, there. Like the, the, they, they, they have like various people take them off like police officers. Like let's just lift the body off. I, <laughs> I assume this means that like the CSI people have done everything they needed to do with the body in its right. original position. And now they're finally ready to move them. Yeah. So uh, they, they put them in a car. The body's being driven away. I like this. The, the, the body bag like zipper gets like unzipped from the inside. Zip. Like I like that, like just visual or whatever. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's like threatening. It's ominous. Like we know what's happening as the viewer. Uh, well, we know as viewers of Highlander the series, uh, some, some people that are new to the show might be completely in the dark because the show doesn't explain a ton. Huh? Um, You're. Yeah, and he has so, some special ring on, and that's it. That's our cold open. Great. So <laughs> uh, we now cut to the hospital. We'll plow ahead, right? Uh, so yes. Nick shows up at the hospital, and he's there to interview Miss Grady, who is blathering on. She's like, we got Which, a five-continent five simulcast, and, and like, blah, blah, blah. That son of a bitch. Blah, blah. And I'm like, what are we blabbing on about? This is so stupid. 
Yes, yeah, well, it's just like it is just kind of babble. And I'm just like, why is Nick here? Like you said, he's here to interview her. And it's like, why and for whom? Yes. Like yes. I think he just I think he's just taking it upon himself to go do this. Uh -huh. He is what? Like, yep, not a cop anymore. Like private, like uh, unclear what his role is with this private security. Here, Kyle, here's a question for you as a lawyer. Is what Nick is doing considered inter interfering with a police investigation? Not necessarily. Or, or I'll also posit, it seems like in this world, the police are not investigating this crime. Well, it seems like in this world, the police are useless, uh, <laughs> just in general. We're, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, huh, private security. I don't know the exact limits of what you can and cannot do as private security. I'm curious whether private security can like go hunting for someone and shoot them. Like, yeah, like they're not I like get, but it's like, he's like an active, he's yeah, like he's an active shooter. So like, I assume the rules are different. Like, obviously he just like tried to assassinate someone. Right. But it's like interesting because like normally you would not think of private security as being the one to like go chase someone like this down. Correct. It's not like he's there and they've dealt with him. Like they had to go, Nick had to go hunt for him. Yeah. That's all a big side note. Yeah. And I, this, this comes up a few times in my notes as well, especially towards the end. Like, and I mentioned this early in the last episode too. I, I really do question why they made Nick an ex-cop. I don't get it. If he was just a cop in this, so many of my questions would be like, okay, that's fine, right? Like, I just don't get why he's an ex-cop. It doesn't make sense to me, uh, but we'll get into it. Uh, okay. Um, so anyway, this, this woman says she has no idea who this killer is. They show, show her like a picture. I guess the only picture they have of this guy is like, they're like, hey, check out this completely obliterated body and show her a black and white oh, photo. They, been, like, well, they smashed. show much of corpse. Yeah. Right. Um, but they reveal that the body is gone, right? Uh, at this point. Uh -oh. like, okay. Um, and that's kind of it. And so like, I was like, what do we learn in this scene? We know that the body's gone, but we knew that. Or as the viewer, we know that, right? So- uh, I guess it's okay because we need Nick to find we, that out. We need Nick to know that. Uh, we know, oh, we found out that this lady has gotten a strange letter that was threatening. But yes. when she says that I got a letter, do they ask her any fucking questions about this? No. No, no, no. She's like, I did get a threatening letter. And they're like, yeah, whatever. It's like, Jesus, guys. Probably unrelated. Oh, my uh, God. Uh, the script, it's just like, I just kept, my notes just keep saying the script is so broken. Like, just ask about the letter. Like, my God. Um, anyway, oh, and we learned that there's going to be the simulcast. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Like, is that the event, right? Is that the, the, the like, I would hope, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, for instance, another. Uh, no, this is just background talking. It is, it, is to to, to, it is nothing to do with anything to draw comparisons to a uh, highlighted series like Victor Paulus. Like there's a big speech, right? The like, guy who gives all the speeches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. But like we, th those things function well because one, they get like characters together in a, an event, right? An event brings all the characters to one place. Like it does a lot of the story work, right? Like how do you get character A to this place and character B to this place all at the same time? This show is trying to do that or it will be trying to do that. Uh, but having this like simulcast be like an event. Also, it's like, oh, maybe she's like coming through town and this is like the killer's last chance, right? Like we know it's going to happen there, right? Like there's reasons to have like events like that. And I was assuming that might be what this simulcast thing is uh, or whatever this simulcast thing is, is particularly dangerous because they talk about her being like a media mogul. Oh, when she comes out of the, the there, there's some like background we get on her. When she comes out before she's assassinated, like the reporter's like, oh, what do you think about like a merger of like how many different companies? Like you're the largest like 
media conglomerate in the, the world or whatever now. And she's like, I sure am. And they're like, isn't that bad to control all the news? And it's like, maybe. Uh, but like, that's not really part of the story, it would seem. Not uh, at anyway. all. And at first, like, they do confirm that she is in Congress. She's like Fuck, a junior senator I'm... or something like that. <laughs> but then she's also a media mogul. And like, they're having that this sounds... talk about like monopolies. At first I thought I was mishearing and that like she was appearing before Congress to try to defend this merger okay. is what I thought. But no, it's that she is both. And that is crazy. That's so but, weird. I did not notice that. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, they can, They definitely confirm it. Wow. Uh, but, as our as our tradition seems to be, uh, we'll, we'll be going forward. Uh, I just finished my little drinky drink, Kyle. Uh, but uh, like last week, I'm going to have another one of these little, last week was some Korean sake. Uh, this, this week is some flavored soju. This is going to be apple mango. So I'm going to drink this. Apple uh, mango soju. All that's right. right. I'm, I love soju. It's delicious. This, this one, I never had the apple. I've never had this one before. I never had the apple one. Uh, more, uh, better than I thought it was going to be. I'd not have high expectations. I was like, oh, apple, I don't know, whatever. Uh, it was delicious. So anyway, nice. I'll be drinking this charming thing uh, while I blather my way through this episode that I love so much. Okay, but, so now we're in it's Amanda's not charm soju. So mm. it's not that charming. Ooh, A plus. Good. Hell yeah. Nice. It's it's very. This is this one's pretty sweet. Uh, but it's good. It's like ten o'clock. Um. All right. So we're at Amanda's apartment. And so Amanda's attaching all these like wires and shit to a circuit board. Like we're like, oh, this is cool. Like there's like a break in or what, whatever we're doing, right? Um, I like the way this is all like shot. Like I think Dennis Berry does a great job. Like it's all in close ups. So we're like, oh, is this exciting, right? Like where is she busting into? And then we kind of pull back and it's like, oh, it's an exercise, right? Like she's training or whatever, right? Like that's fun. And she's like complaining about how in the good old days all you needed was like a lock pick and like whatever. Right. Which is so, like kind of fun. Uh, and but, Lucy's uh, there wearing like this like hippie headband. <laughs> thing and she's like I, oh, yeah, I my dog could you laughed out loud when I saw that I was like who is this maybe she got it as a present at her 50th birthday party yeah it's like yeah she's yeah yeah, that, yeah that's it. uh anyway so all these all these wires and like so Amanda's I guess like a pro at this which is cool uh so I'm again I'm like oh is this gonna come back is this gonna come back later uh and then Lucy's like you didn't even fucking do it right and then Amanda pulls out like a taser and is like zap and she zaps the circuit board and that makes it work which is yeah. like bananas but whatever uh yeah okay well this is it's all because you need fucking check off stun gun so well, that's, we'll come back to it my, in my notes it literally says is this Chekhov's circuit board <laughs> and oh, guess no, what you see no you picked, it's not you it's Chekhov. i missed one. it come on ah you, you, yeah you were so close <laughs> you shot for the moon you shot for the moon key you did. landed in the stars yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes when things are impossibly stupid like this this episode, uh, it's hard to track these symbols. Um, well, Keith is fired <laughs> up today. I am. Uh, so then there's so, a knock on the door. Who shows up? Nick. And for some reason, like, I didn't understand this bit. Lucy keeps on proclaiming it's Nick. I couldn't understand. Like, as either. though she's trying to give Amanda a hint, which yes. makes sense when she did it once, but she does it like six times. So I was like, what am I missing about this scene? It's really strange. That needs to be communicated. Because like, I get that like by opening the door, she wants Amanda to know like they have their own little way of communicating. That's all fine. Right. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. I don't like, get I, the rest of this. I think it's like the the editing of it is either weird or they didn't quite understand. I, I, I don't know. Uh, it, this scene would make sense. Like if Amanda had not cleaned up everything or was like, you know what I mean? It's like, like it's she was Nick. still, it's she Nick. was, she was still doing it. Like she right. hadn't stopped to 
Yeah, right. If she's in the middle of it, or for whatever reason, maybe she's got like a thing over her head, like a mask on, like that might be muffling her. Mm. Like whatever the reason is, like yeah, it makes sense that she's alerting her that Nick is there. But she is literally five feet away, and she's like, "It's Nick. Nick is here. Nick is here." It's like we know, we all know. We get it. Um, We all approve. It's so fucking weird. Um, So Amanda offers Nick uh, some coffee or a peeled grape. Uh, and then we, she, she, Nick shows her pictures of this perp uh, and she gets some flashbacks. Like, oh, she definitely knows who this guy is, but lies, of course, and says, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know. Who who could it be? Who could it be? Um, then there's this fucked up thing where, sorry, I'm, I know I know I'm in the weeds, everybody. Uh, there's this shot, uh, I guess like Nick leaves and uh, Amanda and Lucy like do this like little walkabout through the apartment. It's a great little shot because like they start off in like, it's a it's a it's like a a, a a mid shot thing and then they they leave it's a it's a, a long shot they're in the next room then like the camera pulls over they go into a different room and they, they like do this circle around the apartment the sound is absolutely atrocious during the scene it is crackling it's hard to it's it's horrible i think again like this show seems to have budget issues i'm guessing and time to shoot all this sort of stuff uh so it's like they couldn't afford like the looping on this like my guess is what happened so i hope some of this like insight into like tv production is like eh, a little interesting to people uh but like the way this is shot is like there would be a boom in the 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 close-up shot right where they're they're talking like Mm -hmm. two people uh in frame together right but of course that sound can't capture they can't move that boom with them because it'll be in the shot so they like they walk away from the camera and typically the way they would do this is afterwards they would re-record the dialogue and put it in there so the sound would like be consistent through the scene my guess is they just couldn't afford to do it or didn't have the time so they take whatever sound that boom picked up when they're in another (laughs) room and they're like just turn it up like and they tried to clean it up and that's why there's all this crackling in it and stuff that's my guess uh but i don't know it's interesting to wonder about how the show goes the directions it goes i think i don't know yeah Uh, anyway um so Amanda finds this piece of jewelry and she's like, I'm going to consult the immortal yellow page. So that leads uh, her to the streets of Ciranto. And we got some like Latin music playing and stuff. And she's having a good time on the streets. I love it. I don't know. The, the Latin yeah. music is way more uh, fun for this show than that Matrix music. Like, I want a more fun vibe, I think, from this show. Uh, but that's yeah. Cool. Um, Weird side note, there is this scene that I guess is kind of nice that <laughs> like Lucy comes down and is like, is this the scene where Lucy comes down and talks to him, to Nick, and is like, hey, she's actually okay. She would no, do anything No, that's later. That's friends. toward the end. Oh, that's later. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, toward yeah. the end. My All right. bad. So, so anyway. she, Amanda ends up at this place called Morgan and Son. It's just Morgan and Son, right? And so I guess the silver jewelry came from this guy. Like, we're putting together that this this guy, I guess this immortal assassin, is this dude Morgan that she knows. Uh, although I do, this is, again, me just being fucking stupid about all this, but, like, Am I incorrect to think that the name, this guy's name is Morgan Kenworth. Isn't the naming convention Kenworth and Sons, not Morgan and Sons? I think traditionally that would indeed be the naming convention. Oh, okay. Well, it's weird that they didn't do because, it that way. Uh, because like, unless the, the son or whatever is has the same name, like if the first name is what matters, it can be like Morgan and Will. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I mean, or you law can name offices are the same deal. It's last names, not it's not like the law offices of like Dave, like Bob, and like it's like okay, <laughs> I don't know, right? Strange. Yeah, um, very much so. So that is odd, but but anyway, there's some fucking vase there that like is 
maybe the ugly it's such like an ugly thing like he's supposed to be a it doesn't look good. and he has this beautiful i guess a beautiful shop and it is like the cone of silence from like <laughs> from like <laughs> uh a christmas carol or something like it is just the plainest a code yeah it, anyway I'm, and uh, i guess like, it has what? his stamp she wants to meet the, the the owner morgan there's this there's this uh shop assistant can we talk about the shop assistant and how she's like her whole outfit and look was designed by kate from endgame i think this is this is a look. She's like a Matrix character. Yeah, she <laughs> like, does have like the hair, and they even call out the hair because I was like, this hair is so nuts. It's really Though, funny. Ever since you you mentioned the thing about uh, Amanda and Lucy's relationship, I was like, is I she thought the hitting same on thing? the shop is she hitting on the shop girl? I wondered the same nice. thing, and I I thought that was kind of interesting, right? Uh, we'll see if any of this stuff is developed, uh, or just hinted at. Um. So anyway, this guy's going to call her. Amanda gives her a card. I'm like, Amanda has cards. I was like, didn't she just get to town? And what does her card say? Like just rich person who lives in an apartment. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but that's it. There's no cell phone. So I guess you would have a card. You got to give your number out. Right. All right. Yeah, so now we're back not? at the hospital. I'm bobbling on. Uh, so Morgan shows up disguised as a doctor. And very boldly gives someone, uh, you know, he's like giving instructions. I He's like telling is, people what to do. He he tells that nurse, help that person out. And all they do is just walk next to Like they don't do anything. There's nothing but, to help with, which is really funny. Yeah, but it's which okay. I thought that was funny. I actually, at first I was like, what? Uh, and I was laughing at it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Because she goes over there and it's just like, well, well, I don't know because it's made because it's made up. Like, right. There isn't actually something right. for them to do because he's a so, fake like, doctor. Yeah, yeah. So like I eventually came around on it and thought it was kind of funny. OK, so at this point, Nick shows up at the hospital as well. And I have I have, like there are just so many questions this show makes me ask. Right. I'm like, doesn't Nick have a job? Isn't he working for the security mm -hmm. guy? Like, aren't there other gigs? Like, does this guy work like a gig a week? Like, I don't know what this dude's deal is. Right. Uh, not mm -hmm. to mention also, like, is this woman based in Sirancho? Like, is is he their regular security detail? It would appear from the way the show goes, no. So, like, isn't he just doing other stuff? Anyway, whatever. Nick, Nick shows up. Uh, he also then goes to like check to see what like room Grady is in. I'm like, but you've been here before. Like, I just I don't know why he's like, I don't know why he's there. I I, I whatever. Anyway, uh <laughs> more questions, more questions, right? It is like nighttime out right like she is asleep mm -hmm. during all of this so like i i once again i'm asking like what is nick here to do like is he here to ask her questions yeah. at 10 30 like yo bro she just was shot like wait till the morning maybe right like after breakfast right like what are you doing like doing yeah like yeah like how, are you she pestering just... this woman who's like recovering from like yeah. <laughs> being fucking shot like i i got some questions i'm not even a cop i'm just here to bug the shit out of you uh really strange um so you idiot nick um also there's like no security outside her door which i yeah don't like understand you think even the police would be providing security if they think somebody's after her yeah, like, I wish there was just some sort of line to indicate that, like, they're like, we don't know who this guy is. And then he disappeared. Why, why, why not say that, like, we think this guy was just acting alone, right? Like, that this wasn't part of some plot to kill you, right? Like, be because then you would assume, like, wait, is someone else coming? Like, are you still in danger? Like, all you need is one line. Because immediately I'm like, is why isn't she being protected, right? Like. I guess right, it's just because he's dead, right? Like, 
I guess. But but that's the thing. She sees someone else in the hospital. And we spent a couple minutes dealing with that interaction. Mm-hmm. Like the the default assumption, if you're a sensible mortal law enforcement officer, is that multiple people or a group of people are trying to kill this person. And Maybe. if she's like both a senator and a media mogul, it should not be like, it's not hard uh, to concoct a scenario where like a group wants to kill this person. Sure. Like, Wouldn't I'm you sure just have they security have there anyway. Yeah, right. Because, so it's just like, yeah. Yeah, you would think this woman would yeah, have at security least for, on her every day just because of who she is. Like that, it wouldn't be really special. Like, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so just, <laughs> it's, especially just in the aftermath of this, you'd think at least for a while there would be security at all times. But yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, so Morgan goes into her room. He finds her. He like snaps his glove, serial kill, killer style, right? She screams when she sees him, right? So, <laughs> Um, when Nick shows up, she says to him, she's like, it was the dead guy, the one from the picture. He is dressed like a doctor. Like, that's literally what she said. And I was like, are we yeah. listening to a radio play? Like, we saw <laughs> all of that. We know, like, yeah. it, it's just like such a strange script, man. I can't, it was yeah. him. He's Which, dressed like a doctor. Okay. Yeah. So like Nick chasing this guy around forever is funny in that it was just like, we took a very long time and it's a lot of just empty hallways. It's just padding, and empty hallways. The, Nobody else yeah. is responding to this. Yeah, so like, then he pulls a gun on the wrong doctor. <laughs> and yes. here's where I was thinking that like, Bert's maybe a good guy. Cause Bert comes, like security detains Nick. The hospital security is better than Bert's security. A hundred percent. Also, Bert's, the hospital security is unarmed and they they apprehend Nick who brandishes a gun at a like a, a stranger? Yeah, they're doctor. fearless. They're not. Yeah, like... they are fearless. They are fucking heroes. They're like, no, don't. Like they fucking apprehend Nick. It's great. Uh, unbelievable. Um, but also like it's crazy that like they apprehend Nick, but nobody investigated that screaming that was happening. Like again, empty halls, empty halls. Um, all right. So Kyle, Bert, Bert shows up. Right. Tell us about this. Yeah, and like he's like, hey. I came and got you out. I cleared this thing up, but like, you need a break, man. Like you're, he's like, you need a break as he hands him. He's like, you're fucking losing it, man. Here's your gun back. <laughs> Here's your gun back. Like, that like, was what? amazing. Yeah. It's I mean, like, also again, the police are not involved in this. Like those security guards have no fucking clue who this guy is. And they didn't call the police. They called his like middle management supervisor, which I, yeah. whatever. Anyway. Uh, it will unclear how this all plays out, but like, he's like worried about the guy. He's like, Nick, you should like, take a leave of absence. Right. Like your job will be waiting for you, but like take a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's why I was thinking like, oh, maybe these guys are actually. I mean, that's pals. what they want us to believe, but I just don't like yeah. this guy. I just think I don't like him. So I don't want them to be friends. Well, he's like, a, he's like a little, un, like he's not very likable. He's a little Well, see, stunned. that's it. like, he's like, Nick's like, we need to protect her. And the guy's like, but why? Who gives a shit? I'm like, see, that doesn't feel like good guy stuff. Although, I mean, I get this weird impetus that he's like, this isn't our responsibility. I'm also wondering like, why does Nick care about this woman? I wish the story had more... T- to it because like well i think it's just that he can't like this is like speaking to your why is he an ex-cop i think it's because he just like can't stop doing it this is what he would normally do so he can't stop doing it right i mean again 
the, the, the rewrite on this is so simple. Make him a cop. Be like, look, the, the, the captain could be in the show. Like, replace Burt back with that fucking police chief guy or whatever. Be like, look, man, like, the guy's dead. You don't need to pursue this anymore. It doesn't look like there's any clues. Here's your next case. And Nick, like, can push that to the side and keep working on this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. Like, it doesn't really change the, the, the real structure of the show. It just makes the motivations make more sense. And why Nick would yeah. be involved. Like, why is sure. Nick trying to solve this? Because, like, also, like, I miss that again. I think I missed this part where they say she's a congresswoman or, or senator or whatever. Uh, that like, yeah. all well, I heard weird, was that she's a she's media like- mogul, and I'm like, oh, she's bad. She's a bad person. Like, so I'm I'm also like, the way I was viewing this was like, why does Nick? I mean, I know you don't want anyone to die, but like, I I want to know from like a story standpoint, why does Nick care so much? Right? Like, uh, you know, I don't know, but um, great. Um. <laughs> Oh, another thing I, I did want to say too but. is that uh, not to not to go back and make this even longer, but like when when uh, Denise is like, it was the dead guy. He's dressed as a doctor now. Go get him. I'm like, once again, you're just telling Nick the mystery, right? Like, why isn't Nick like who was that guy? You another assassination attempt? Is it the same guy or not? Right? Like, yeah, that, that's that's like the mystery. For, like, I I don't know. I feel more like that we need Nick to be. I still want him to be uncovering immortal shit. Like. He needs yeah, but to the do thing detective is, like, shit, and he's not doing that. He's just told things over and over again. Well, the thing here is, I think Nick, we're supposed to think that Nick already knows at this point. That, like, he confronts like just, Amanda. He wants Amanda to admit well, it and tell him where he is, right? Well, and I think the way Amanda denies it, because they even say, like, Lucy even calls Amanda out in that interaction. Like, you're not even a good liar anymore. So sure. I think when he confronts Amanda, <laughs> he's like, oh, I was right. I okay. was definitely right. This guy's immortal and she's messing with me. So I think he, he's, he knows going into this, I think. Right. That it's, that it's an immortal. Okay. All right. I think. But uh, again, just, anyway. I wish there was a mystery to it. I mean, again, I think I just don't know what this show is about, right? Like, is, are they mystery stories? Are they not? Are they? I, I don't fucking know. Okay, I think the so- answer is they're not. <laughs> they're none none of these stories are mystery stories they're disguised they as mystery stories that's they that's the tropes mystery, of yeah? mysteries but they aren't mysteries mm. like nothing right, so is mysterious <laughs> we cut uh, to the streets of Ciranto. uh we get that latin music again we love it uh, and amanda meets goes back to i guess that shop or whatever the fuck it is like and she meets her friend morgan right uh yes they get the buzz get him- right we haven't yes. like had an explanation of the buzz yet. Uh, oh, side note: <laughs> We're yes, both we, like, we, we skipped talk over about this, this, right? <laughs> when Nick goes into the apartment, yeah, you hear sound that sure sounds like the buzz to me. Sure does, huh? And I was like, uh, "Is this supposed to be the show communicating something to us? Is this just a weird bit of sound design?" Good, good. Don't question. know. We haven't had episode- that sound present before. Which is yeah. Weird. This is the first episode where like the buzz is prominently featured in With a way Nick. that's like I you, well I. I was going to say, even with Amanda, that's like identifiable as the buzz. Like, I think they make the sound when like Amanda and Mario encounter each other, but like there's no acknowledgement of it. Like this episode, like we see at one point Morgan get the buzz and like rub his head. Like, you know, he's experiencing the thing. Yeah, the, like, that, this, this is the first, this is the first time they hang on it, especially him like touching his head, like is is more significant, right? Like we start to understand, they, I think- as They the still audience, don't explain like, oh, it. No, they don't. Yeah. But you're giving more clues. I think that's definitely like a better clue for the audience. Like a new viewer would be like, oh, I think I understand now what this means. They're close, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. all right. Um, <laughs> so uh, now we get our, our uh, flashback uh, in this episode. All right, 18, 
97, New York City. We had some like honky tonk sort of piano, piano music, right? A uh, little sepia tone. Uh, so Morgan's son shows up. Uh, he's late for his own speech. And Amanda implies that she's the one making him late, which I thought was kind yeah. of funny. Uh, it is kind of funny. Um, and, and, and Morgan seems to really be grateful for Amanda. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you know, my son works so hard. He's so tired. He's like carries all these burdens and you're great for him. And she yeah. gives him this lovely like locket thing. Yeah, it's like I a little silver bracelet have, thing, right? That he's supposed to have made for her. So this is nice. It's like, it seems like a, some genuine warmth or maybe Professor X is just using his telepathy to make us think that. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, no, no, this, this felt fine. Although when it first started, like I was a bit concerned because I was like, is, is he hitting on Amanda too? I was like, oh no. And then he was like, you're so good for my son. I was like, this is, all thank right. God. Thank yeah. God, right? Uh, so uh, then inside, like, uh, this is some sort of factory, whatever the fuck this place is, but like it, it's a lot of like workers it's, there, and it's like a, I guess it's like a it's union such, speech, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like it's so strange that they're like literally meeting like in an underground basement. I was yeah. like, what is this? And like, they, they don't give you much of this? his speech either. Like I think when you cut to it, like all the only words like I could identify, like he's like political cutthroats, and I'm like, okay, like I I get what he's talking so, about in the most nebulous way that he's against well, political corruption. He's a good guy, right? We know that. Well, eventually, eventually, it is revealed that he is like campaigning against like the Tammany Hall political machine in New York that like dominated politics for like a century. So he's there trying to fight it. In like 1897, this is probably like the the just post like boss tweed era. Okay. But like, it's still a thing. All right. Uh, this is historical context for getting Kyle. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, he is, I guess, trying to take on this impenetrable democratic political institution uh, that dominated New York politics. Right. And I guess he's, you know, gotten himself in some trouble for, for trying to take these people on. Yeah. And then we get uh, a little misdirect. Well, so do, do we want to listen to this clip do, or, or no? Should we, I don't know. It's up to you. I feel I, like I, I basically just, I basically just did it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, we get this, uh, this, this man comes in and is going to shoot him. Yes, go for it. And that, that was the clip I guess I was thinking of. Uh, and also I do want to, you know, I don't, I, I know we want to move the show along and I'm sure we're over that half hour mark that I uh, want to sit, but um, <laughs> uh, where is it here? Uh, the political speech, here we go. Um, but at the same time, I also want to make sure, uh, like I know not everyone has access to the show. So, you know, we want to play some clips or whatever. So here we go, here we go. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy this show has some flashbacks, man. Now, like more flashbacks, please. All in his greedy gangs of political cutthroats. Yeah! Yeah! You're trying to them line their pockets with your money! Murderer! Uh-oh. You killed my Johnny. Somebody do something. I know. Somebody do something. Somebody do something. What, what a dramatic That's reveal amazing. of that gun. He like know, right? really whips it you out. You kill with your damn words. The farm. The vault. Johnny's death broke my heart, Jack. Boom. And he died for nothing. Your son was a fine young man, Jack. Now we mourn him and we will miss him, but you are wrong. He died so that Mueller there wouldn't have to go home to a dying wife because he can't afford medicine. 
died for me. He died for you. He died for all of us. This dude looks like Hugh Jackman, right? <laughs> he straight up looks like young you. Hugh Jackman. Huh, all right. But it all won't right. bring your son back, Jack. Please. Please. Give me the gun, Jack. Help us fight. Help us win. For Johnny. For all of them. For Johnny. All right. We love it, right? I'm like, we love it. This we the, love it. This is not bad. And I guess this was like the mystery, right? But you think this is how... Will is gonna die, and Morgan are gonna die. But no, it's not this. Well, turns yeah. out that just the fat, the dumpiest cop ever conceived. Yeah, like, I could not believe he like, like I in my notes it says he waddles in like the penguin. <laughs> it's like if the penguin was a cop, he shows up and shoots these guys. Yeah, and this is Grady. Is he like I'm not quite sure what his rank is supposed to be. I don't know if they say it, but I he don't appears remember. to be some like high up corrupt cop. Who's in league, I mm -hmm. guess, with Tammany Hall? Sure, Tammany and he Hall comes folks? to assassinate the son, Morgan's son. Yeah. How? He does it, and then Morgan's like, no, and he shoots him too. Jesus Lord. Yeah. Uh, and so then, like, you know, Amanda goes to, to check on Morgan's son. He has not made it, uh, and Morgan wakes up, and it's like, it's horrifying when he does. Like, ah, like, it's really scary shit. It's, uh, they're sticking with this, like, kind of body horror version of these, I love like, it. resurrections. I think it's Like, cool. no one... I feel like in the show, you know, a solid 50% of the time, people's eyes just pop open. Right. And it's like, fine. Here, it's always like, Ugh! Yeah, it's really, <laughs> like, it's really a bit more. There's like, uh, there's wrenching and gnashing yeah. of teeth and like, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I like it. Um, so, so uh, he wakes up and this is like his first death, right? Uh, yeah, he has no surprise. Uh, and so anyway, like, he's I gotta like, tell what? you about this, but we gotta deal with, this first right but of course morgan is in like shock from both his own son's death and his own death and resurrection that he's like oh blah, blah, and he like he he books it he flees right he doesn't know what to do uh yeah so so that's this right oh and, and morgan is also like i will make these fucking people pay right they will yeah. pay right uh but there is something i i the reason also i did want to play that clip is two things you described this this thing with the the father wanting to shoot Morgan's son as a misdirect, and I was like, okay, interesting. Like, I don't think I oriented to it that way. And I was like, am I bummed that like there's two two gun scenes like in a row? Like, the one guy's like, I'm gonna shoot you, and he doesn't, and the other guy just does. And I'm like, okay, like I don't know if it felt repetitive, but I understand what you're saying. It's a misdirect. But the 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 bigger reason I wanted to mention this is because I think this is again, I I obviously have problems with these scripts, but like it seems to me that this is crucial to the episode like and it doesn't seem to ever be brought back and i wish somehow well, this speech was brought back because what like the exact occurrence happens again right like the notion of this scene is that this dude feels like more like uh morgan's son i forget his fucking name whatever like it doesn't matter will will all right fine will that he's responsible for his son's death. And he tries to explain like that his, his son didn't die in vain, that it was like all part of this cause. Like you don't have to take revenge on me for that, right? But then of course we get this reversal where like now, now Morgan's son is killed. The very person who said that is killed. And Morgan goes against those words and says, no, I will kill the people responsible that I think are responsible, right? Like, uh, and I, I just wish that at the end of this, they brought that back in some way. Like, is this what Will would have wanted? Didn't Will counsel that guy and say like, this isn't the right path? And that's never brought up. And like, it's just there. And it's like a fleeting thing that just disappears into the ether. And eh. so it'll come. 
Grady, the name Grady has now been used again, which is yes. the name of the senator media mogul. <laughs> so what we're gonna come to find out in this scene, once we cut back to the present, is that Morgan, as I guess, just dedicated his life to killing the Grady's. The Grady's, right? Like, so uh, we should finish. Can the we talk about the funeral first. though, real quick? Yeah, we should finish the flashback. Okay. So, so then it then, cuts then we, to the funeral. Then we which, go to the unlike fun- other Highlander funerals, people are there. Yes. People except actually, except for except for oh well, I guess it's because he got shot. In my notes, I'm like, why does Morgan show up to his own son's funeral late? It's because he was it's, shot. Yes. And I guess he's dead. Okay. All right. All right. So so Grady, <laughs> the guy who shot him, shows up to this funeral, which no one seems to actually acknowledge his presence. Yeah, it's initially weird. until like, that guy's Morgan. Just there. Yeah. And then Morgan shows up and blows him away <laughs> just immediately right. and then runs away. And he still uh, doesn't know about like the game or anything. Like when Amanda catches him. He knows him, nothing. She, she's like, well, we still like have to a talk. Couple and days he's like, later. no, I'm, I got to go. It's like, okay, all right. Well, this is only a couple days later, right? Right, right. This is the funeral. Uh, so, <laughs> so Amanda's like, we got to talk about this stuff. Like I got to teach you these rules. And at mm-hmm. first it was like, yes. We're finally at least going to get, because this is where also the buzz happens and Morgan grabs his head. Like, oh, we're finally going to get some explanation in the context of this show about what the game is or what's going yes. on. And I was even thinking like, oh, it'd be interesting to hear how Amanda teaches this. Like, what does Amanda describe this oh, stuff as? Yeah, right. Because I imagine she views it all very different than Duncan might. Never mind. Right. None of it happens. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't... No, that's that's a really great uh, way to think about this is that, yeah, she would exp- she would teach differently than Duncan is because it would seem her like philosophy on life is a bit different than Duncan's, right? Or yeah, it's like changing or just whatever, like, or have her teach it and have it be questioned, right? Like something. I want to know more about her character, right? Like how does yeah. Amanda make like, the pivot? from like selfish thief to like maybe noble thief or hero. Like let's, let's get that yeah. arc going, or, right? Or even if she is like a noble thief, she's gonna view this, this concept very differently. Mm-hmm. Like obviously Duncan is like this champion who's like, someone comes for you, you have to face them, you do it. Like, I'm sure that is not Amanda's gonna be her way of teaching this. Like these people are gonna come for you. You gotta be ready to flee. Like, you yeah, know, right. And uh, Regardless, he then just fucks off again. And that is the last that Amanda has seen of him until now. Right. Uh, so we come to find out in this next scene, though, and this is the thing I wanted to bring up about Will's speech and whatnot, that he has just been making it his mission to hunt Grady's descendants. <laughs> right. And like the, and he doesn't even like kill them all, which is insane. Yeah. Because like he could have done understand. this years ago. <laughs> like he doesn't kill them all. He waits for one of them to have, like, he waits for the next generation to come in and then picks whoever the most <laughs> promising person is That's and then murders stupid. them. Yeah. Which is bananas, which well, is just like a crazy thing. And like so, what I was expecting, <laughs> go ahead. Well, I, I, this, this is again, like, again, I, I did not pick up on this this aspect that she is in government, right? That like all I understand this Grady person as is a perhaps a horrible media mogul. Like that's at least what I think they're saying, right? Like so then when he says I'm killing the best and the brightest, I I'm like wait what? Like but I think she's bad. I mean like I, I why not? She can be say- bad and best and brightest. <laughs> I I guess so. I guess I'm just. Why not 
why not have this be more of a story? I mean, there's different, like, I, I just feel like the story doesn't have like a point or I, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's nebulous. It's not like focused enough for me. Like this could also be a story about like two families. Like here is Morgan who raised his son, who he later says like that he found him on the street, right? Like all this stuff. Oh, like- I, lo- I actually liked that because I was sitting there wondering, it was like, oh, is this confirmation that immortals prior to turning can have kids? No. This is he yeah. Is I was curious if they one. were going to address how he like has a son, right? Because that's like yeah. impossible, right? So he says he like adopts this kid, but he talks about him in a, in a later scene as being like he's strong, he's resilient, but like clearly Morgan taught him something. I mean, he raised him, right? Like, so yeah. I, I I see to some degree, I was like that that this kid Will is the product of like Morgan bringing like bringing him up, right? And that the Gradys are like corrupt. Like we've got this bad cop who shoots this dude, and like now we maybe have this media mogul. Like, I I see this more as like maybe the battle of two families, like, hey, like the, the Grady's are always bad. Or what what I think would be the most compelling version of this story for me is that have this Grady be good and then have that be the lesson at the end is that like you keep cutting them down because you keep saying that like the possibility, like they cut down all the possibilities Will had, like the good Will could have done, the, the kids Will would have had who would have been good as well because they were raised by Will. I'm saying a lot of W words right now, but like, you know what I mean, right? Like, that he, he views justice as this thing that like, there was all this good that could have sprung from Will and you've cut it all down. So I got to like, in retribution, you need to have all that stuff cut down too, even into the future, right? But why not have also the teaching, the teaching moment or something be like, but also that's the opportunity for people to change. And this new Grady can finally be someone who's gonna do good, but he can't see that. And it's like, ah, like, isn't that how time works, right? Like time can change things too, right? I don't know, like that's something more interesting to me and more complicated, but whatever. That would just, that would, there's at least a there there, right? Like there's a lesson that this guy could learn and that we could experience through it. Or like, there's a pitch that could be given. There's an opportunity for drama, you know, (laughs) <laughs> I think the, the, the cleanest and easiest version of this that I think makes the most sense in some ways is that Morgan would take up the ma- Will's mantle, but in a more violent way. Oh, interesting. He's like, okay. my son thought he could like organize people against this corruption sure. and it cost him his life. Like you can't do that with these people. Right. All you can, all they'll understand is violence. Absolutely. Like, right. Here's this corrupt media mogul or corrupt Senator, whoever it is. It's like mirroring the corruption in the past with the Tammany hall folks. Yeah. That I like that son. too. And, and Morgan's thing is just like, this is how I honor my son. Like yeah. I have to stop this person. Yeah. And then like, Something at least, and like, you know, spell, and maybe even spell out the crimes of this person. Like, we get hints that they're maybe not good, but who knows? Right. See, like, like it's hard like to orient is, to like how, what, what this, what people's problems are and stuff. I don't know when you don't know these details. Yeah. And it's like, okay, maybe this is like a corrupt politician or like a media mogul or whoever it is. And Morgan's response is, I must kill them for it. And obviously that's like uh, not within the bounds of normal society, like acceptable <laughs> society to do that. And then like there you have a conflict, but Morgan's right. not like evil through and through. Like yeah, he's right. learned this horrible lesson from the death of his son. And now in the 21st century or the 20th century, in this case, he's still trying to live it. And like, yeah, that's fine. Then yeah. you've got a conflict. And I again, know, like you instead, said, that's a there there though. Like there's this yeah, motivation. In, I get it. Right. Like in, instead, it's just like just this insane revenge plot. 
that even Amanda just like there's no back <laughs> yeah, and forth like, between so them. <laughs> she, she's just is like that's that's so wrong. Like right. you can't do that. Yeah, and like that's it. That's the only discussion of this. It's like right. there's no see chance of redemption for this guy. There's right. no anything. It's yeah. just it's it's that classic like, Highlander oh, problem. A, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're right. You're missing the classic Highlander problem where they're too evil. Too evil. They're just like, it's yeah. like, I start to understand where they are. And then all of a sudden it's just like, so I will kill all of them until like the best and the brightest. I'm like, whoa, I already like, I can't relate to that anymore because that's, that's a, just that, wrong. Right. That's, that's not psychotic. Nice guy that's <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like that's pathological. <laughs> like that's not just bad. <laughs> like right. that's, you know. All right. And we're like, moving on. All right, so we cut to this fucking high this rise. This is, this is the residence of Denise Grady. Uh, so she, again, I love all this babble she has. It's so fucking good. She's like, you're telling me we spent $13 million on a transponder and the uplink isn't ready? What kind of crap is this? I want that Ooh, bird up we, on We skipped time. over an important part of this. Oh, go ahead. Well, oh, Nick you're... then shows up to the apartment, right? That's what happens here. Or am I skipping a scene? You're skipping, bro. Oh, I'm skipping, bro. Oh, it's my fault. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, not yet. I don't think so. Amanda's All right, apartment. take it away. We got to go to Amanda's apartment. We got to go to, wait. All right. So yeah, we're at this high rise residence, right? Uh, so anyway, she's upset about like this fucking satellite or whatever the fuck. Like, I'm just it's, like, what it's the more just fuck? background babble. It's, it, it's it doesn't, stuff. it ends up not mattering. And again, yeah, like it's, none it's of this like the thing before. simulcast happens, right? So stupid. All right. So uh, Nick shows up. I laughed out loud when he shows up. I was like, what again? Like, uh, the, uh, interesting, at least filmmaking here, there's like this cool kind of over the head shot of everything. Oh yeah, that was kind of fun. I was like, oh, this is filmed differently. Like, uh, cause this place is like a multi-story, like indoor, well, indoor apartment. It's an indoor apartment, Kyle. It's one of those. Oh, uh, so cool. But like, the, it's very <laughs> open, right? Like that, like they could get up on the balcony and shoot down, right? Uh, so anyway, um, so Nick has this article and he wants to ask her questions about it, right? And it's about this newly elected Senator, Thomas Grady getting shot down, right? So like, is she... Like is was was that her husband or something? I don't think so, right? I think like, it's supposed to be like her father or something. Like right, this is okay. our hint that this is our hint that it's like she knows that there's this multi generational like hit going on. Right. Yeah. So now we get this like this article like breaks down how like oh this person was murdered. Isn't it interesting that their like grandfather was murdered in a similar way? It's like weird article, huh? Uh, but yeah. um. Yeah, that's that's the deal, right? And so Nick is explaining this to her and like saying like you're in danger, and she she's like, no, nah, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's fine, right? Like and you she's saw like, all the guy work. in the hospital, you know, you're not fine. I don't, I don't. Anyway, know, right? <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so Nick is like, I'm gonna wait downstairs uh, until someone arrives, and like immediately, I was like, wait until someone arrives. Like, why aren't you protecting her? What do you? What's happening right yeah. now? Like, I'm assuming it's security. Uh, and again, I wonder why Nick is an ex-cop and not a cop in this scene. But we now cut downstairs in a parking lot. Uh, Nick's friend shows up, Bert, and he's like, give me $500. Uh, he's like, for my boat deposit in Cabo, this is the first weekend I've had off in six months. Keith is going to lose it in this scene. I'm sorry, everyone. Hold on. But like, Lord, fuck Jesus. I'm... Okay, so Nick says that this that Grady like needs protection, and this dude Bert is the best guy to do it. Okay, uh, uh, fine. I'm like again, why not Nick? We'll find out later at the end of the scene that Nick is going to do the night watch, and that's why he's not going to be there. So I'm like, ah, okay, that makes sense, right? But I don't know why this guy is needs to be the dude. 
because in the previous scene with these two motherfucking characters, Nick was like, she needs protection. And his fucking friend Bert was like, all right, well, I'll call the boss and see if we have people available. So one, I'm like, so Bert isn't the boss. Like, interesting. Which is surprising because I assumed it, he it was. It is surprising because it seems like he's absolutely the boss and it seems like that's why Nick got this job. I mean, all that stuff, I, knowing Bert can still be the reason he got the job. But like, again, I'm not sure the dynamics. Are. I'm trying to understand how everyone fucking fits, right? Anyway, the fucking night before, Bert is like, we'll get guys on it. And Nick is not like, no, not guys. It has to be you. You're the only one who can handle it. Why isn't that line in there? Because why aren't there just random guys here? I don't know. It seems like that's what they talked about. But also, they talked last night, and he's got to get on a plane to Cabo. And he's like, what the fuck? What, what the, again, the timeline on this, is this a week later? Or is this literally the day later? She is let out of the hospital. Nick makes a, I think it is the day later. Nick makes a comment like, wow, you're already back at work. And this guy was going to leave. This guy shows up in this parking lot in Ronto in a goddamn Hawaiian shirt. Like he was also, on the plane and Nick called him. It was like, get over here, bro. And he was like, fine. And he does like, what? Did we see this guy get injured by the way? Cause he What's has up like with a, this? <laughs> he's What's got like a wrist, his wrist Is there a cut scene now from moving forward from this scene on, he has like a bandage on his wrist. I, I don't know if there was a, Ah, uh, <laughs> missing scene. I have no clue. I, I have just no like, idea. Happened, guy? Don't know. Anyway, Don't so know. this is all very strange. Uh, but, Bert, uh, Bert, 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 uh, Bert. So Nick leaves. Uh, <laughs> um, and he's like, see you tonight. Nick drives up on the curb when he leaves. Like, ex this is a police officer. He drives on the curb to leave. That was in this shot. Like, I imagine this was maybe the first and only take or something. But like, again, budgetarily, they're like, you want to try moving your car around the corner, but not going up on the sidewalk this time? No, we don't have any money for that. So, like, just put it in the show. Like, oh, Cut my God. Print. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and again, where are the police? So, um, so what do we, oh, oh, here's a question. I also, have because, like, this is a senator. <laughs> the police should be all over this. And there's probably, like, pressure Secret from the service? top. You're making the department look bad. Secret Service does not generally protect people in Congress. Oh, interesting. Uh, I did not know that. Which actually... I know who, it who doesn't protect them? Do they, is that like a, just on their own, they have to hire people or they're. When they're in DC, I'm pretty sure they're protected by Capitol police. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which is like Capitol police. Like that's why they were involved in sure. like the, uh, you know, the January 6th issue. Cause they maintain security at the Capitol building. Right. Um, right. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. So, in any case. There you go. Well, uh, all right. Uh, so uh, I did have a note here. Uh, like, what do we learn in this scene? Like, that's always an important question, I think, to ask, right? Like, so it's like, well, we know that Nick will come for the night watch. Bert will watch during the day. And it's a hassle for him. Uh, and I'm like, is any of this important? Uh, and I'm like, so then I'm like, well, maybe like the night watch is like, that's the key. Like, that's going to be when the, the murder attempt is like, I, I, I don't know. Like, but why can't this uh, scene be combined with the previous? No, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, not, you know it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Isn't that so fun when we just end a scene and we're like, did any of that matter? No. Moving on. All right. So we cut to Amanda's apartment. Uh, she's holding up that like that silver vase, or or, or uh, he's in Amanda's apartment, right? He did is I skip in a scene? Amanda's apartment. Well, it this is as easy a place to talk about. Oh it no! As when any. I say he, I so I, that I confuse myself in my notes. It's not Nick. I read he is Nick. Uh, yeah. It's Mor Morgan's Morgan is... holding his fucking base. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. 
Morgan is still with Amanda in Amanda's apartment. Right. When Nick shows up and knocks on the door uh, and Amanda's like, ah, shit. No, you can't come in. She's not letting him in. (laughs) Nick. (laughs) So is there reason that he knows Morgan is there? No, no. Uh, That's okay. Because I was like, am I missing something where Nick has figured out that Morgan is here? Right. Like, I don't no. know how he would have. But... I, my only guess is that Amanda's being weird and like, once again, lying poorly. She's like, open the door. And it's, she's like, uh, no, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like she's stumbling <laughs> all over her words, uh, which is kind of funny. I, I mean, it's funny, but it's also like a thing that I'm like, wouldn't Amanda be better at lying? Like she's, she's like super great at this shit. Like she's sneaky and like clever, right? Like, uh, yeah. but anyway, like, I guess this is a clue that something is amiss. I mean, that's the best I could come up with. And it's certainly yeah. not- Nick a, Nick's reaction the is goddamn not door in. And it's what? like, it, I laughed out loud because he kicks the door in and then comes in with his gun Sideways. at a 90, Sideways. Sideways <laughs> 90 gun. degree angle. And I was like, oh, mama. Uh, so of course he sees the guy and now like guns are drawn. Everybody's got guns. He, uh, well, Morgan pulls a gun out that it just seems like was in his hand the whole time. And then Amanda yeah. pulls a sword out that was just, sword I guess, also in her hand the whole time. Wow. All right. And it's like, you shoot Nick, I'm going to behead you. <laughs> then Amanda- and this was the like, clip uh, before this. This was the clip at the top of the show uh, for context, yes. right? Yes. When they're talking on the couch and he's like, the, I killed the best and the brightest, right? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so then this is the return of Chekhov's stun gun because Amanda's <laughs> solution, quote unquote, to this is to stun gun Nick yes. and let Morgan go. Telling also, him, like, you gotta leave town. This the stun gun is underneath uh, the couch pillow. Fucking Morgan was sitting on it the entire scene. Like I'm just like, what? Like it's just you just. I, it's like uh, I don't know. I don't know what. That Why? didn't bother me much. Like oh, I kind of like that. Well, I kind of liked that. Like she had a little something stashed nearby. If this went <laughs> south, like okay. she had like a contingency plan because like sure. if it's under the cushion, he's not gonna know. So she can just be like, ha ha ha, bam. And, sure and get him all right so, so then he gets him so, uh and then like, just, and then morgan leaves where's morgan leave from well it's the same she through the select like the little garden area like i guess there's a way out there somehow i guess I right this is like we're watching highlander the gathering where all the characters in the opening scene just decide not to leave out the door like everyone's leaving sure. out the <laughs> and shit i'm like what just walk out the door uh yeah, anyway like a normal person um, so I also do have to mention, I, I, I have in my notes, I am flabbergasted. I, I use the word flabbergasted at Amanda's sword. Maybe we'll do a catalog game next episode or two or something, or just talk about this. Uh, Cause I have in my notes here, a key theory. I'm like, her sword's fucking different. This isn't the same sword that is in the promo videos for, or promo shots for like uh, the series. It's not, I think the same sword that she uses through Highlander the series again, which has this like hilt on it. Like this is like a one-handed broadsword thing and weird key theory. I have no idea why they switched the sword uh, or what the deal is. Uh, was this sword sold in the catalog or was that the hope? Like, hey, we sold Amanda's sword, but now we have a new sword that you can buy for $400 uh, cause they made a lot of money on that catalog. Like that catalog is a big part of the Highlander uh, franchise in a way uh so i don't i don't know that's a key theory are you, why are the you, sword is are different. you theorizing 
hear that this is like Transformers where they would like have to periodically kill them to introduce new toys? Yeah, yeah, he kind of am. Yeah, I think so, right? Okay. <laughs> Maybe, right. I don't I know though. It. I don't know. Uh, and also I, I should take some time and go back through some of the episodes and check out like, I, I'm trying to remember what her very first sword was in Lady and the Tiger. It might've been closer to this, but like at some point it did have like a hill. Uh, and does she ever use like uh, Rebecca's sword at one point? Like her sword is like this, has like this gold hilt on it and is a bit different than the one she's using here. And I can't believe I remember all these details from this stupid fucking show that I'm like, oh, I, I watched either. this for five right. years on a podcast. Uh, so now I, I know all this stuff. Now, now this information is just part of you. That's Welcome just part of it, right? This is the, the show's uh, quicken, quickened me into knowing all this uh, maybe slightly useless knowledge about swords. Um, okay. That's right. Uh, so anyway, now we cut back to Amanda's apartment later. This is just like, it's, there's a commercial break, right? Uh, and we're back in the apartment and Nick is waking up and I, I like, I started flipping out again at this fucking scene. Like, surprise, why would he flip out at that? Lucy fucking just appears with like an ice, like she's got like an ice bag. She's got a drink and she's like, oh honey. And I'm like, where were you in the last fucking scene? Like Lucy has answered the door every time in this show and for some reason she didn't but was just like taking a nap in the middle of the day what where was she and how long was nick out like did lucy she was just taking a get break home this doesn't taking a fiver make having a smoke any sense why not just put yeah. lucy why not put lucy in the last scene and just have her like maybe go to answer the door amanda stops her like don't right like nick busts it in like she's flat. I mean, she can be like, oh, and he pushes, pushes by her because like we see from this that they seem to like have a different relationship than Amanda. Like Nick seems to really like yeah. Lucy. Like he's giving her a lot. Yeah, of, and Lucy you know, seems to lip they, they kiss uh, on the cheek a lot. Ah, uh, like, yeah. Several right? times in this. And uh, I'm like, huh, interesting. So that could be like, they have better chemistry like, she can, than can push her Nick and Amanda. Side. Like, I don't care about you now. Right. I'm interested in this guy with my gun sideways. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, the way cops hold guns and stuff. Like, what is he doing yeah. anyway? But like, I just don't understand why she couldn't have been part in some way of the last scene uh because then she's just dumped into this and i'm like you're just fucking there now huh cool cool i guess like Th these are the, the kind of things sheet, right like ah oh, man all right um, these are just the kind of things i'm trying not to think about with this well, show the only thing <laughs> i am thinking about i'm sorry um so nick's like uh, i'm not stopping till i bring that like motherfucker in and again i'm like why does he care so much but whatever um hey here's here's a question like I mean, I guess, like, Kyle, like, do you know Nick's code? Like, is it just the cop thing? Like, I don't I, think it's well defined enough. Do you like that? Definitely, it's it's definitely like a cop thing, and he's definitely like firmly established as like the most banal trope about cops in TV shows that like they don't they can never let it go. Yeah, right. They're too, they're get too dogged. Yeah, right. Once yeah. they sink their teeth in, there's no letting go. Like. Mm -hmm. That's really all we particularly know. Yeah. and But he's I mean, not necessarily like a by the book guy because he like seems right. to break rules all the time. Yeah, he's so kicking not in doors and like. <laughs> uh, and I think, I mean, the show is, seems to not be telling us much about Nick, but I, I assume as we watch maybe 10 episodes of the show, we'll, we'll eventually develop some sort of like idea about Nick. But like, I do want to contrast this. I do want to contrast this a bit to Highlander the series just like Duncan's code I think was so good like uh, I mean obviously like his code was good like in the sense of like goodness but like it was a source of both like motivation for the character like we really understood like when Duncan was like I can't let this go like he, he seemed to have this real sense of righteous that we that righteousness that we understood right 
like through all, even his like training of other characters, like you mentioned that, like how would Amanda train an immortal as different than Duncan? Like they have a different sense yeah. of things, right? Like, uh, so like it worked as a motivation for Duncan to like go after bad guys and this and that, but also even like served as a, uh, served as like storytelling elements of like conflict. Like what about when Duncan's code gets in conflict with like another thing? Like, how do you resolve this thing? Like that was interesting storytelling fodder. And like right now with Nick, I'm like, I don't even know why he cares. Like that's, that's my question. Like, and I don't know if I always was thinking that about Duncan. Like, I, I don't think I was ever like, why does Duncan give a shit? Like, I know why yeah. Duncan gives a shit, right? Like, I don't know why Nick does. Uh, so yeah. that's that. Um, so yeah, they kiss in the cheek and I'm like, I don't understand these relationships. Uh, Lucy follows him outside and is like, you know, Amanda will do anything for her friends. Blah, blah, Including blah, blah. murder. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a turn. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, does that happen in this episode? No. Mm -mm. Um, so anyway, both Morgan, or excuse me. Both I, I, I put in way too much. I should say put in way too much work for this, but I'm gonna, I put in uh, more work than I should have for this, Kyle. When mm. Lucy, Kyle's like so frustrated. He's like, you motherfucker, this is supposed to be a half hour. Anywho, uh, <laughs> but uh, when when uh, Lucy leaves the apartment building or whatever with Nick, right, to follow him on the street, they like walk by a sign outside and it said the residences or something at like the King Edward, right? And I was like, oh shit, uh, because like I have been to Toronto and I've actually looked up a couple places in this show. And I was like, oh, I was in that neighborhood. I like, I walked by that bar they were at. I didn't mention that. Oh, like, interesting. Yeah, like yeah. it's like, oh yeah, like it, it had such a distinctive sign, right? Like, um, uh, so so like I've been checking stuff. Also, I plan on going back to Toronto. I, I only live like, uh, it's like seven-ish hours to Toronto from here. It's not very far. Uh, so I like, I've been like a little bit curious about like where stuff is, like what are the neighborhoods, right? So I Google searched it. And of course I, uh, you know, uh, I'm not accustomed to putting in way too much work into this like nerd fucking, well, I shouldn't say I'm accustomed to way too much work into this, but uh, here it is, look at this. It's still there. It is, uh, it's uh, now called the Omni King Edward Hotel. Uh, you can see on the right, this is, uh, you know, one of the establishing shots from High End of the Raven. So, uh, if you follow Omni King, little... that sounds like someone Professor Xavier would find. That's right. That's right. He lives there all the time. Uh, so anyway, here it is. Uh, this is Amanda's building here on the right. This is the, this is the hotel in question, uh, which has this, uh, like big, beautiful entranceway on the other side of the building. You actually mostly see this side. Uh, in Highlander, the series. Uh, and over here, you can see like his little crosshatch uh, on these windows up here. That's all this here. Anyway, so there's your fucking like nerdy location finding on Highlander, the series. Uh, but it's because I saw a sign in the background. It was curious. Uh, but if you'd like to stay where Amanda lived in Highlander, the Raven, you can book a room at the Omni King Edward Hotel. Have a great time. Ooh, yeah. And it's $150 a night. Um, so. Hey, that's not too bad. Wonderful. Uh, now we're in Denise Grady's apartment and Nick calls Bert. And Bert yes. is doing doing his damn. See, Kyle, this is where I think we have like differing opinions of Bert. You're like, Bert's a good guy. I'm like, Bert is reading the newspaper, not giving a shit. He doesn't even know where this person is. He doesn't even know. <laughs> so Nick is like, he she's in up. fucking he danger. She's in trip. danger. What's happening? And he's like, this guy fucking Bert is like, uh, nothing's happening right now. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. If it was, it would be right. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Anyway, uh, I guess I'll go. So look he goes, <laughs> Sorry. he goes and searches and finds her sleeping, but somehow stares Morgan at her like a creepy creep. Yeah. Somehow during this, Morgan has snuck in in a balaclava and like clubs <laughs> him on the back of the head, but like right. very poorly, like Bert gets up like two seconds later and they wrestle for a gun. 
Uh, the gun goes off a few times, and at, at some point, Bert gets tagged. When the gun. gun goes off is the only reason Denise wakes up. She can't hear people fighting, like, outside her door. But yeah. also, what time is the, it? Kyle, what time middle, is it? Well, initially, it was the middle of the day. She's asleep in the middle of the day? <laughs> What's she's happening? Been shot. She's been shot. She, she's, they made a point to mention she's back at work. She's back at work. She's so tough. She's back at work. Got to get ready for the simulcast, right? Like, again, I don't know why she's sleeping in the middle of the day. Like, these two things. shot. No, well, but why not have those things? Why not have, like, her be in bed recuperating from the hospital? Why have her being, like, we got to get this. Like, what's the payoff, right? Like, are we either, is this show catapulting us to the simulcast where the the exciting conclusion will be because she's a workaholic or is she going to just take a fucking nap in her bed? Why not set it up that way? Ah, <laughs> anyway, anyway. So Nick eventually <laughs> shows up to discover, uh, <laughs> to discover his friend, Bert. He's okay. And so is uh, Grady. Grady. He does not get Grady. He, how, does, I guess, how does he not find her? The way this is edited, I think he looks straight at her. I'm like, he's going to kidnap her now or something, right? Nope, he just, no. like, I guess, doesn't see her where she's hiding. She's right there. She's right there. She's like four steps away. Yeah. So he anyway, leaves. sorry, Kyle. <laughs> uh, so, so Nick then, you know, I guess, like, kind of comforts her and then goes to look for Morgan. And he and Amanda both meet up at the silversmithing place. Yes. And at first, were you sure where they were at first? I was not sure they were in that silver shop. I was like, huh, where is this like building? I have, I had no oh, idea. Oh yeah. I, th I feel like we know where she is though. Amanda surprises Nick and he drops his gun. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, okay. I have cackle. so many notes on this. This is so like, so, okay. So in this episode, like <laughs> Nick, Nick, of course, is not a not a police fucking officer, right? He like has assaulted a, a random doctor. Like, like he's been told that he's like losing his fucking shit by like a friend who knows him well, allegedly, right? Like this guy drops his gun at being startled. Like this is not he, he cannot have a he cannot have a firearm, right? Like no fucking way. Like this is so inappropriate. Nick is not a good person. Nick needs some help. I think. I think Nick needs help. Um, He's had a rough couple of weeks. No uh, shit, right? Yeah. Don't give him the gun. Uh, okay. So, uh, I I literally laughed out loud when Amanda said, "How did you find this place?" I I I yelled at my computer screen, "What is this place?" I'm like, "Where did you find no. this place?" I'm like, "What place?" It is the Silver Studio. There is like no silver really like around. Eventually, we see some in the background, like. It's really strange. Uh, TV production note. It's interesting. This is the same like camera setup as the first time we were in the the this studio with the like assistant and things like that. Uh, this is like, an, I guess, kind of interesting. Again, it shows the budget of the show, but shows how they're able to kind of make it work. Uh, Amanda's wearing basically the exact same outfit she was. Like you can even see her necklace is the same. The shoes are the same. Uh, only difference is they just put a coat on her. They just put a coat on her, and they were like, new scene, shoot it again, right? Like, and they just brought Nick mm -hmm. in for the next part of it, right? So that's how they like. We're able to kind of stretch like setups. Like the camera isn't in quite a different spot. It's wider this time, but like we're still focusing on that desk, right? That's that's where they had the conversation before. Anyway, that's the that's a little TV production tidbit. But uh all right. So so uh 
they argue about kind of who's going to go after Morgan. Yes. And then there is a gunfight in broad daylight in the middle of the street. Why does this happen? Nick leaves Grady's silversmith studio and is immediately just shot at. Like Grady was waiting for Nick there to like find Morgan. Morgan, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Morgan was waiting for Nick. I'm just like, what? And then he runs away. I'm like, what is your plan? Like, what are you trying to fucking do at this point? I don't know. Yeah, and for some reason, a man, like, she, he chases him down the street. And Amanda's just like, I don't know what. She's just out to She doesn't like, show up until some... later. And she shows up so much later, until, I wonder how did when, she get there. Until when, Keith? Until when? Like the until last nighttime? Second. Until nighttime, yes. So they, it they becomes broad daylight again. <sighs> they get chased to a blue warehouse somehow. It's a blue warehouse, right? I don't uh, know how they get to the blue warehouse, but they get there. Right. And uh, <laughs> uh, so so they, they run around. Uh, there, there's some cool synth music here, I kind of dug. Uh, anyway, Nick, uh, there's like a cool shot. He like peers around a corner, he b- blasts Morgan like in the side. Morgan falls down. Um, as Morgan's getting back up, uh, I guess Morgan goes to shoot Nick. Nick warns, he's like, no, he tells him to not shoot himself. Says, don't. But don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> don't shoot don't me. Don't do it. Don't and do it. Like, don't do it. <laughs> so the guy shoots, Nick like falls backwards to like avoid, I guess, getting shot, right? And then shoots. Which I don't know why he doesn't just shoot him again, but. I don't know either, yeah, right? Again, eh, either. whatever, right? Like this, any of this really makes sense. But like, then Nick shoots this cl- pane of glass, which is suspended 50 feet in the air uh, for some reason. I don't know what this place is, whatever. There's glass yeah. there. Uh, and so this giant pane of glass falls. I'm not gonna lie, Kyle, you were like, this is fucking stupid. I thought this was cool as shit. I thought the shot looked cool. Fascinating. I, I, I loved, oh, also this is like a big Dennis Berry scene. There's all this smoke and cool light, right? Like oh, those are Dennis Berry trademarks, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, I didn't mind this cool shot of, I thought it was cool cool shot of the, the, the glass falling or whatever, but it cuts this dude's head off, presumably. Real quick, do we know anything about this? Like does Nick, or excuse me, does Nick know how immortals die? Like, because Amanda addressed- has Amanda told him that, that if you decapitate, that Wait, really? I'm pretty sure she tells. I, I thought don't she told Mark said it in the context of Mario. See, I I thought in the context of Mario, there was like I was waiting for that to happen because I feel like there was a scene where like we, we knew that Amanda had told Nick I can't die, right? Or like we're we're immortal, right? But then she mentions like, well, I could kill Mario, and like as soon as she said that, I was like waiting for him to say like wait, kill him. I thought you were immortal. You can't die. And then she would be like, mm. oh, well, there's this one way. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, write us at Highlander Rewatch. Doctors at G- hate this one trick. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, write us at Highlander Rewatch at gmail.com if you want to tell, like, if we missed a line or something. I, I don't know. But like, how does Nick know to do this? And if he doesn't, what the hell is he doing? Like, then why is he shooting at fucking glass? shooting this guy, he's like, let me shoot the glass. Like, huh? Uh, Hans Gruber style. <laughs> I don't know. Um, then we get this quick hitting that's kind of more like the uh, the uh, the movie I thought, which was kind of cool. Like there's like the the body glows and there's like light shit coming out of it. All right, going go. Well, I was just <laughs> gonna say, does this not conflict with what we saw during the entire Horton saga, where when a, an immortal is killed by a mortal, nothing happens. Wait, when did that happen in the Horton saga? Did he he never Horton ki- Horton decapitates. And his team of mortal dudes decapitate multiple immortals. Right. And this does not happen. And we witness it. 
We do. Who does? Like, I don't remember yeah. seeing it. Them like there's that like the, there's like an early one where they see him in a field and they shoot someone and then just come chop their head off. No, isn't that what's his there's name? A, Wasn't what's that the because that that's like that gypsy plot, right? Like, wasn't there that dude who was like hunting? There, we we see multiple. One minute to midnight. Is that it? We but like doesn't he get the quickening? He gets his girlfriend's or wife's quickening, right? Yeah, I think those are different instances, though. I don't remember this one you're talking about. See, I, and I remember like because I did write this down as being like significant, right? Like, uh, there's also the the sea witch, right? Where like the the dude. Well, there I mean, at least Duncan is there, and Duncan is to obviously cause this to happen. He right. doesn't literally cut off his head, but like, if, if you're saying saying what caused this, the answer isn't the propeller. The answer is fucking Duncan. Sure. <laughs> like, uh, and, oh, and then there's the other happen. instance uh, in the innocent, right, where. Mikey decapitates himself with the train, right? Yes. But Richie is there and receives the quickening. So anyway, it does seem to, I guess, be a, a, a proximity thing, but uh, you're right. Like, this is like, where does the quickening go? Uh, I kind of dug it. Like, the, the more fantastical part of my brain was like, oh, it's cool. Like, they did do a bit of, like, the creepy crawly uh, quickening lightning, I thought. Like, they had to kind of mm. move along some, like, wires and, like, the floor, like, in... In Highlander, the two. Can, the can two you first say that movie. again to the creepy crawlers thing? Yeah, the cre- creepy crawlies. Oh, creepy crawlers! Like that. Wait, wasn't that a toy? What was that? <laughs> that was the easy bake oven for guys. That's it. Yeah, it was the easy bake oven for guys because it was all gross out and farts and spiders, right? Yeah, uh, creepy <laughs> crawlers. Uh, yeah, but it, like to, to to me, I was like, oh, this this could be cool. Like it's like, oh, the quickening is like looking for the host, right? Like it's gonna go find the thing. Like I, I was like envisioning yeah. that. I was like, that's cool as shit. But yeah, like it seems to just Amanda like, go- see Amanda finally shows up. And sees it from outside. Yeah, and just watches it, and it just kind of goes, and we're just like, okay. Uh, I guess I'm also surprised that she didn't show up and then get it. Uh, so I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, I think actually I am a cool. Like I think it's cool that Nick can kill immortals. I'm like, I think that's fine. I'm like, let's watch that show a bit, right? Like, how can? Oh, he I think ch- that's I think that's fine too. I thought the mechanism for this one was like, <laughs> I just went really. Huh. Really? Uh, Would it have been better if Morgan was on a uh, like a winged alien jetpack and got decapitated by a train or something like that? Ooh, we can all agree that yes. But um, all right, moving so, on. Uh, the, the denouement of this episode is just like what? Let's get out of here. Uh, yeah, like it's it's one <laughs> weird because this quickening comes out of a building in front of Amanda. And then Nick shows up behind her somehow. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> so, well, whatever. I don't know how they had to do all shoot all this stuff, but he's there now behind her. Uh, and they're like, yeah, so uh, that just happened. So uh, the cops will be here. I guess we should go. And that's it. And they're just that's like, it. yep. And it's I'm over. literally the two notes, my last two notes on page 10 of 11 of this say, Nick is a bad person. End of episode exclamation point. Uh, like, Nick is a police officer and is leaving this crime scene. Like, he murdered this fucking. Like, what the fuck is happening? What the fuck? Well, how's he supposed to? What is? Wait, wait. What is he supposed to do? Explain to the police that he decapitated this guy with a bunch of falling glass? I guess. It's gotta like, get out of there, man. But his like his gun. Like, aren't they gonna find bullets? Like, his fucking bullet is in, like. Like, who shot this guy? They're going to be asking questions. Like, aren't people, I mean, maybe the show will go that way. Is there, Will there be a police investigation into Nick? 
Actually, that no, might be a fun yada, twist. Yada like, this shit. Yeah, in the first season of Highlander, they're like, oh, we'll get the police involved. They'll be looking for Duncan or whatever. It's like, reverse it. Have them look for Nick now. I don't know. Uh, I just don't, I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's talk final thoughts. Kyle, uh, do we like where like Amanda's character is in this? Do we think, I mean, it's, it's this is what we set out to do, to be like, let's talk about the character development. Uh, it's tricky because I would say this uh, episode featured no character development for Amanda. Yeah, and it features, frankly, very little Amanda. It does. She's more of a guest. This like, a- this is like a Nick episode, it would seem. Like, she's this is more a Nick B- episode. B-plot, I guess, or something. Or- yeah, and like, we don't see her putting in really much work of any kind in this. Like, no. it's not like, and she doesn't ultimately try to stop like do anything to truly stop Nick from doing this. Like she tasers them and then just opts out of the final conflict. Yeah. So it's just like, there's no real character development to speak of here. Yeah. I think and she's also been, not like, like that middling point of uh, like position of reason where like, look, like Morgan, I know you, I've experienced life with you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I know how you feel, but blank. And like, she can also talk to Nick and be like, don't you understand? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like they all, all three of them should have been together at the end, but they weren't uh, weird. Yeah, and just like none, they're in, his position is just so loony, by which I mean Morgan's, that there's no, there's almost no room for that. Like there's almost no room to mediate this or no room for a genuine moral discussion when someone has carved out a position that's that extreme and that mm-hmm. cruel. Like there's just no room for it. Like, right. so in some ways you can't, she can't do anything really because it's, it's two bananas. Right. I think there's a version of this where that works, but. Instead, it's just like, meh. okay, yeah. Um, do you what do you think about like Nick's character development? Like, do, what do we learn? Do we learn things about Nick? Does no, because I think from the last episode, it's like the same thing where like he stumbles upon a crime, an immortal turns out to be involved, and he can't let it go. We right. just saw that again, like, we, and he doesn't learn we, anything. Yeah, everything we knew. Yeah, I agree, and I think everything we knew about Nick in this episode. You would have learned from his saga with Mario. Right. Except there, the character we like more, Amanda, is involved. And here, it's really a Nick solo quest. Yeah, yeah. So, it, It's just strange. I mean, like, I'm really curious. Like, I, I think, I'm hoping, again, like, I'm hoping to get to, like, a Band of Brothers moment in this show where, like, they figure it out a bit and they go, ah, like maybe this is what the show could be finally. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's just strange. Like I, there's so many pieces on the board that I think aren't bad. Like even Nick and her, I don't think, well, I mean, besides like this weird chemistry thing that they don't maybe have, but that's like a lot of writing too. Uh, well, yeah, they're still I, very I, antagonistic in this scene. Yeah. Like and, in this and, thing, like Amanda's actively lying to him. Mm-hmm. He's kicking down her door like a maniac. Like, right. Uh, but apparently, like, like, see that, like, this is a crazy thing. Like, he kicks down her door like a maniac and she's lying to like, him. Yeah. And then, like, in the next scene, like, Lucy is on the street with Nick being like, Amanda, like, would do anything for her friends, including lie, cheat, steal, and kill. And you're one of her friends. And I'm like, Nick is her friend? Like, really? Yeah, like, and- I haven't seen that yet. Like, uh, like, it's just so strange. Like, I, there's also, like, a version of this where, like, it's just that there's like storytelling threads that don't have that not, so, so much doesn't have a payoff in the show. Like that line is interesting. And like, also like the, the conflict they have, like Amanda is trying to protect Nick. So she says, right. Like, I don't want him to get involved in this because he can't handle it. Right. Like she's like, you're going to keep shooting him and not be able to oh, like that. That's another thing. Like Amanda tells Nick, like you're going to shoot him and he'll keep coming back and you'll shoot him again. And he'll come back to me. That signifies that Nick doesn't know how to kill them. 
Like, why doesn't yeah. she say, I mean, literally other immortals did this, shoot them and then use a sword to take their head. Why can't Nick do that? Like, I think there's something here where I'm questioning if again, Nick does know, because it doesn't seem like Amanda told him. Anyway, yeah. uh, but the point is, know, is that- is, is, Or was the point of the, uh, initially I was confused when Lucy tells this story, because I was like, is she talking about Morgan? That Morgan is her friend. Oh, interesting. So oh. like, that could have also been the interesting thing here where she's like, this guy's been through a lot. Right. Like we, there was a point in time where this guy was very close to me. Like we need to try to figure this out. We got to try to help him because he's my friend. Yeah, yeah. But that's not, that's not it either. Well, the, the thing I was going to say, like the way to, like that so, some of these things could become arcs is that like Amanda keeps warning Nick and then Nick goes to take on Morgan at the end and can't do it because the thing she warned him about happens, right? Like maybe Nick's out of bullets. Maybe he shot at Morgan a few times, doesn't have enough, like suddenly like he's at a disadvantage and Morgan's at the advantage. So Amanda can show up and like that way there's, there's something learned at the end. Like Amanda's like, hey, like, remember I told you how dangerous this was? Nick can finally now know, like confirmation, like you're right it is dangerous for me to get involved. And like, now we're in a new position, right? Like moving the story forward. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but like, it yeah. seems like Amanda warned Nick that you can't take on Immortals and Nick fucking houses this guy, houses <laughs> this guy. Yeah, taken out, not a problem. So, ugh, I don't know, not, a lot of, <laughs> not, not much going on in this this episode, frankly. Nope. Should we rate uh, so it? We are going to rate it, but I'm, I have one more comment and I want to mention it early because I don't know where, what the trajectory of this show is uh, moving forward. And I don't know, again, like they never got a second season. So maybe this would have come later. But, uh, you know, I love pulling at all these different threads that I think could be like interesting, like story building elements. Uh, and I just want to say that like the show is called The Raven and there's all this black in the show, obviously. Right. And like, I mean, we'll, we'll keep trying to track this like Raven element and how it connects to this Native American myth. But for me, you know, here is here is Amanda, the the not quite a hero, right? She's a bit gray, right? Like we, we don't know where she's, what she's going to be, right? Like, uh, and it seems like this show's a bit dealing with like the, the notion that she's got to make choices. Am I a hero or not, right? Uh, but like, I'm like, if if I swear to God, if her her fucking hair doesn't change the black at the end of this, the end of the show, I'm going to be so mad. Like when she becomes like that, like talking like mythologically, like she becomes the Raven at the end. Like, like she is perhaps like a fallen, like she, she's less noble now or something. And the, the Raven is like the noble thief that steals the sun to give to humanity, right? To brighten the world, right? Like that is the role of the Raven in that myth. And so like, I almost want her to be like, like that could be her journey through this show. Like, how do I become this reluctant hero to like a full-fledged hero or what, what, whatever that journey is to like accept or, or even like that. I mean, it's so weird because she's white and this is a Native American thing, but like whatever, but like accepting the mantle of like, you are this myth, right? Ah, yeah. my hair will become black. I am the hero. I mean, is the same, this is the, this is the hero putting on their, their costume, right? At the end of the, the movie, right? Or whatever the fuck it is, right? Those sort of things. Anyway, I just want to mention that. We'll see if it ever happens. My guess is it won't. And so who cares? Kyle, how many silver vases would you give this episode? Like this episode, it's one silver vase, baby. One silver vase. Would you have bought that silver vase? No. She, Amanda sees this vase that is just like this. And she's like, give me, oh, hell yeah. Like this guy has been working on his craft for over a century it's like this just give me that anyway uh what what did you just rate it i didn't even one, one. a single a single silver vase wow all right all right one for all the reasons we've been discussing it's just i don't know it's a nick-centric episode where no one learns anything including <laughs> uh 
So Keith, uh, how many panes of glass would you give this? Oh, baby. Uh, you know what? Full, full window, T to B, top and bottom. Uh, I'm going to give it two. I'm two? rating this. I know. I'm rating this higher than I rated the first two. I would I say you ranted a lot about this episode, but you still liked it more than I liked it more than the, the last one, which had all that computer hacking nonsense. It didn't make any sense. Uh, and just characters. I mean, the show is plagued by characters just appearing places, but the last one was worse. Uh, th this episode, I think, is better. I think it's a more interesting flashback. I think I think the characters have some motivation that's not like fleshed out or like shown to us. Uh, but I think at least there's like kind of a moral question here, which is interesting. Uh, it's diffused by I think how many like odd elements and just like threads get like left open or whatever, like untied threads or whatever. Uh, but right. th there's there's certainly more. I think there's just more to talk about in this one. Uh, like if you said this was like a if this was like a pilot or something, I'd be like, oh, I could see some potential here. Like we could get something moving forward if it's just well more well crafted. Uh, so that's where I, I, I stand. Uh, so <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for joining us uh, for this. You know, I'm glad we kept it. At, it's it, it seems like it's I think exactly a half hour this episode was. So that's good. Yeah, exactly uh, to the T. <laughs> so that's good. You can always write us at highlanderrewatch@gmail.com if you want to. You know, uh, send us some comments, thoughts on all the stuff. Uh, that's good. Um, and the next episode, episode four immunity how topical just a little reminder before we leave get you know vaccinated and boosted why not in hey. the spirit of highlander the raven get vaccinated we love it immunity uh, <laughs> we'll get more emails about that now huh, than anything else um thanks everybody for listening we've been your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.